0: It's the same thing with flap. If you look at what all these f- scumbags have been writing and doing, you're talking about do nothing, know nothing, never f- built nothing, pieces of f- who sit around and f- write their opinions that nobody really gives a f- about.
1: It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Dana
2: White coming in there, uh, getting after Adam Hill, who he just said is a do-nothing writer, and no one cares about him. He just won the 2022 Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, so touche, Dana White. We'll get to Dana White and power slap. I was just practicing my slap dipping. Ah, There it is, on my shoulder. Uh, We're going to talk about the commission and power slap. Dana White's very angry and uh, using our our guy, Dana, Dana White using Adam Hill as a, a talking point in just about every interview he does. Justin Watkins is in with us. I know Justin's very interested in fighting in the commission, so we'll get to that in about 20 minutes. What's going on, Justin?
3: Um, I'm waiting for uh, spring to come. we got spring break with the kids yeah. coming up next week, and uh, I'm going to chase colder weather. and going to take the kids to D.C.
2: Really? Whoa. All the stuff. Very nice, very nice. nice. This is quite the setup we have. So uh, over at the beautiful Born Broadcast Center, Justin, is stationed. Treasure Island Plus TVs. Happy hour going down right now. Betting kiosk, the 24-7 Betting kiosk all set up at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. And I'm here for the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Uh, the semifinals tonight. Semifinals tonight. It's going to be a great final four. Unreal in terms of the spirit with the crowd. A lot of students here as well. Let's get to the big four.
1: Battle-borne injury lawyers presents The Big Four at four. Number four.
2: So it's interesting, guys. We've heard a whole week of uh, chatter, kind of, hey, I heard this, I heard that, coming out of the combine about Tom Brady might not be done-done. Willie, you found a story today. uh, Gronk was talking about this, and Gronk is a little bit surprised.
4: Yeah, he just, you know, surprised that he saw that, that it was coming out. Of course, it was Rich Eisen, the first to sort of get things going on the Brady unretirement gossip. Um, And and then all of a sudden, that's when we saw Brady Instagramming pictures of his cat, saying, well, there's just not time with him taking care of a cat. But Gronk apparently is shocked, surprised at the rumors that there could be a second unretirement of Tom Brady.
2: I could still see him coming back. What about you, Justin? You think he's done-done? I could see him
3: coming back, but but I I think he's done-done.
2: I think he's done-done. Three. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. Commodore 64 (laughs) being a a little bit bulky. Number three. There it is. All right. Well, with the move of Derek Carr to the Saints, let's compare, contrast. Willie, what do you want to throw out there for the panel?
4: I would like to know what the panel thinks. Who's going further? Is it further or farther? Who's going Further the Raiders or the Saints. I know, I'll start it off. I think the New Orleans Saints are going to go further than the Las Vegas Raiders simply because they're in a worse division. They're in an easier division. Derek Carr is all of a sudden the best quarterback in his division. The AFC West is still made up of Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. Now you throw in Sean Payton against Andy Reid. And then you got Staley, and you got the other guy coaching a quarterback we don't know yet, but it's still a tougher division to get through. I think the Saints have an easier path than the Raiders.:
3: I, I agree with you. Every point you just said, I'll just reserve judgment just in case there's a quarterback surprise, and they I do think the Raiders improve drastically with a great quarterback, but I don't think they're going to get one.
2: I don't like farther further. can we just do wins? Sure. Regular season wins. What are the Saints going to win, Willie?
4: Oh, I don't know. I got to see the schedule, and, and I, I know their opponents, but I got to see the makeup of it. I'm not doing wins, but I think the Saints are going to the playoffs. I think the Raiders
2: are still a long shot. We're doing wins at some point. I will bet okay, you. I nice. want. I'll bet the Raiders against the Saints. You can take the Saints. Now I'm probably going to want some some extra wins, like we did last year with Kansas City <sighs> and go. the Raiders. Like uh, you know, the one I won where Kansas City blew away the Raiders. But uh, right. we'll make we'll make some more of the bets. So. But like, like like Justin said, it's hard to predict right now. The other thing is, again, Derek Carr could go down to uh, New Orleans and then you know, wake up in the middle of August and be told, uh, sorry, Alvin Kamara is not going to be available for half the season. Oh, well. Oh, that's kind of a change. That changes any sort of preseason prognostications. Number two. Number two. All right, Willie, you got another one. Uh, Super Bowl with long odds.
4: You have a free $100 wager on the 2024 Super Bowl. Who are you taking? And I threw four teams out here. hundred dollars, free wager. Which one of these four are you taking? The Jets plus team plus eighteen hundred, the Jaguars plus twenty eight hundred, the Saints plus four thousand, the Titans plus eight thousand. Which of those four are you throwing a hundred bucks on? Free hundred dollar wager.
3: I I'm going Saints because of the division that you just talked about. So Anything can happen if you get in. I'm not so sure that any of the other ones are even making the, making it there to, to give give a try.
2: So Saints at forty to one, you can get the Titans at eighty to one. Willie, what are you going with?
4: I'm I'm with Justin. I'm going with the Saints because I'm just going to throw the hundred bucks in to win the four thousand dollars, and then once they get there, I'm just going to start hedging back. All I got to do is win my hundred dollars bet. Now it's a free wager. even though I got a free hundred dollar wager, but I'm going to get my hundred back. I just need you to get into the playoffs. That's all I need. Hmm. So. I mean, that's a, you know to get through that division right now, yeah. And I get the Cal- Kamara point, but still, it's the you know we talked to who who mentioned who early. Caleb mentioned you know the the fact that it's the worst division in football. I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's still
2: not top notch. It's murderous taking these teams in the AFC. That's the problem. Boy, the Jets' odds suck.
4: That's very low.
2: Yeah. That they and, do and suck. They're, and they're going to go down even it's more all speculation. If, they get, if they get Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. I mean, I guess, based on what's in place, and it is the AFC, so I don't love it, but I am a Trevor Lawrence ho. Love the man. <laughs> when I found out the Jets weren't going to get him, I cried. Uh, yeah. So, I'll, you know, I'll go 28-1 on the Jaguars. I wanted to ask you, Justin, you follow football pretty strongly and you know it's not fantasy football so we we know lamar jackson in fantasy football when he plays is about the best guy in the league he's ridiculous at quarterback why aren't teams like the jets falling over themselves to make a deal with lamar jackson trade some first and at least offer more guaranteed money the ravens uh, supposedly offered 133 million a while back in guaranteed money why aren't teams stepping up and just going all right we'll give you a we'll give you 150 million and you know a, a a yearly average of 45 mil a year. I, I, I'm getting the feeling, and, and I don't know this, but with his being dragged out as long as it is, maybe Lamar Jackson just wants someone else to step up and go, hey, we want you. The Ravens might not. We want you. Let's go. Yeah,
3: I don't, I don't get it either. I mean, if I'm the Raiders, if I'm the Jets, if I'm anybody looking for a quarterback, I, that's where I'm going. You know, make make the Ravens have to pay for their franchise tag. They have to yep. to match or you know, okay. So how, I got to give two first.
2: Okay. How about, how about the easy one? Play the game. Yep. Your quarterback of the future is very shaky. Mike Tomlin and the Steelers offer them 150 mil or 170, and at least make the Ravens freaking pay him. Right. Screw the team in your division.
3: Yeah, I just think the Steelers have they're, they're, they've never been one to be getting willing to give get rid of first-round draft picks, yeah. um, you know, so I, I don't see that coming, but, you know, the Raiders, they, they, they hand them out all the time, so go go do it, go get a quarterback. You, you paid for the receiver, go get the quarterback.
1: Number
2: one. Justin Watkins, our legal insider, former public servant, voice of reason on this show, Battle Born Injury Lawyer, 766-1400 is the number. On a Friday, normally on a Wednesday, but on a Friday we had all the March Madness, uh, Vegas Madness early in the week. We had a little more time today, so wanted to talk for an extended period to Justin. Justin, we've talked about revenge porn in the past and how the law in states is kind of catching up with what goes on on the internets. Willie, you want to tell them about this story here where uh, someone's going at an athlete?
4: Yeah, and I don't necessarily know if it's revenge porn considering it's ending the Wideouts career,
2: but revenge social media.
4: Yeah, revenge social media. Jamar Chase's ex-girlfriend Amber Nicole she th- she put on his on her Instagram story now. Mr. Chase, you have some skeletons in your closet. I know the real you. Stop dodging the courts and responsibility. You know yourself. I have multiple videos that will end your career in one post. I'll have my attorney at the Bengals facility in two and a half seconds. You know what's up. Um, I'm, I'm actually wondering, forget porn video. I'm actually wondering, because that, that particular, that could be used, I think, against her, right? Because you're holding on to something. But... I'm wondering if there's a video of him, and I'm not alleging or accusing, but with how high profile and everybody's frowning upon gun videos, like if he was in the privacy of his own, like he had a gun in his hand or something in the house, cleaning a gun, whatever the case was, shooting at a range, if he's had a gun, is it that? Is it What could it be? But number one, number two, is that somewhat extortion, Justin?
3: There's there's no somewhat about it. I mean, there's a reason why she deleted the post. If she does have an attorney, the first thing the attorney would have said is, "Delete that post uh, because that's extortion. Um, It's a crime, and you're liable civilly as well." So, um, you know, we had uh, a somewhat famous, and I don't, (laughs) I'm afraid to even use the person's name because I don't know that it ever became public. But we had a, a federal lawsuit here just on the idea of extortion. Uh, about, and Steve, you jump in and give the name if, if it's public. I can't remember if it actually came public. Um, about having an affair with this guy's girlfriend. And the, and the boyfriend was, you know, trying to extort money uh, from this well to do person, this high profile person. And he went to jail for it. It is extortion, even if it's true, that doesn't mean you get to hold it over somebody's head in exchange for payment. And it's pretty clear from that post that she expects Jamar Chase to do something. Whatever it is that she wants, she expects him to do it and do it now. Otherwise, she's going to take action um, and, and present to the public these private facts, whatever they may be. So absolutely, she's in trouble probably now um and if the authorities haven't contacted her they will be shortly
2: interesting um it's real life the internet is not fake you know where you can just post whatever you want there are penalties for it and i'm glad there are and 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 justin we've talked again we've talked about this the the legal system is still catching up in a lot of states but they need to work fast here because there's a lot of dangerous stuff and threats that can go on on the internet
3: yeah, and they're caught up here. I mean, yeah. this falls right within statutes. So, I mean, this this is a crime, um, and the fact that she did it, if if Jamar Chase was not in the same state as her when she posted it, it's a federal crime. Ooh. So, uh, we got state and federal crimes potentially at issue here. Um, and so, like I said, she's if she hasn't been contacted by the authorities, she will be soon.
2: Yeah, and I sent you the link on a story. We talked about this a yep. lot, and it's it's public, that Dana White, the uh, president of the UFC, got embroiled in an extortion case with uh, uh, an employee of Spearman Rhino and her boyfriend, and the boyfriend tried to get money, and uh, guess what? He wound up going to jail. And then, and then he came out, and he was like, hey, I was promised to pay off. That had to go through a whole legal process as well, right, Justin? That's right, and the court basically said... We're not going to
3: allow you to enter into a contract that breaks the law like that. It's against public policy. So, no, you don't get that money either, even if it was promised. doesn't matter.
2: So, I know, I think, is it bad to say one of your dreams, one of your uh, wishes, one of your goals is still to get on the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission, Justin? Something you're Uh, interested in? Hey, sure. I would do that in a heartbeat. This is perfect because Adam Hill has gone very public in the local newspaper, the RJ, uh, firing off on the commission. Saying, yeah, power slap can go down here. And Dana White has responded. He's responded very angrily. We'll get back to that in just a couple minutes here. Is, uh, we got everyone in the house. Justin Watkins is here. Call Battleborn Injury Lures at 766 1400.
0: My hometown newspaper is called The Review Journal. It writes a story, and the headline is 12,000 people are willing to die to watch a UFC event. Uh, okay. That's how <laughs> weak and pathetic these people <laughs> people are now my hometown newspaper also just came out the las vegas Review journal and wrote a story saying the athletic commission should be ashamed of itself oh, for putting for letting power slap happen in this in this in this state
1: espn las vegas legal analyst justin watkins joins co-fielding company to break down the biggest legal stories in the world of sports
2: Yeah, UFC president slap, power slap boss. Dana White does not like when people push back on him, give their opinions, and uh, there again he calls Adam Hill weak and pathetic. Adam wrote a story a couple Sundays ago, a column on how he didn't think the commission did a good job by sanctioning slap here in the state of Nevada. That was on the Pat McAfee show, and Dana went on to say, hey, the commission did a great job. Uh, Play this real quick here because he mentions uh, Mullins, he mentions Marnell but there's a little twist now on these comments
0: Jeff Mullen who runs the commission has been has been in this business for since 1983 and a guy named Anthony Marnell who runs the commission is a f- multi-millionaire he doesn't need to do this huh? sh-. he loves the state of Nevada he loves combat sports and he's dedicated 10 years of his life to it and we got to listen to these f- idiots <laughs> over at the Las Vegas Review Journal whiny wimpy weak motherful
2: Talking about <laughs> what shouldn't be doing. Wow. Weak mother blanker. I wonder if Adam had top control if Dana could get up. I don't want to stir that pot. I don't want to stir that pot. He's got a weight advantage. Uh, all right, Willie, so that was the comments about the commission saying yes to his power slap. You know, he's going to make a lot of money off of this. It's gone viral. He's got a, a TV deal. Uh, now we've had a commission member or a former commission member come out and say, well, not so sure about this
4: yeah Stephen Klubeck he resigned his position in December more than halfway through his two-year term um, but he was on the board when the NSAC sanctioned the power slap the slap leak he but he he told The Associated Press uh, I made a mistake I'm not happy about it and that's Probably why he uh, Dana addressed the concerns. He, he said at a, at a press conference Wednesday in his involvement, um, and he talked about the RJ, again, um, saying the Las Vegas Review Journal is talking about how ashamed the Nevada State Athletic Commission should be. That was in Adam's column. But Klubeck is saying he made a mistake. Mm.
3: Uh-oh. And... You know, Kluback's a millionaire, too, and so he doesn't need to do this stuff, and he doesn't need the press. <laughs> he doesn't need to go there and say that he regrets this decision. There's there's nothing in it for him on, on that front. You know, I'll just say, I, I, I find it interesting the implication that White's making here, that basically because the Review Journal is his, you know, quote-unquote, hometown paper, that they're not supposed to be hard on him or... UFC or power slap and I just so I reject the premise of that implication from the beginning in fact I would say the opposite I would say the local news media has an obligation because of the greater access that they have to to be tougher on the local sports uh, world around it because other other media members don't have the same sort of access, the same sort of um, insights to information and resources that the local paper has. So, yeah, like I said, I, I sort of reject what he's his premise out of, out of hand. Um, and you know, you know, Adam Hills our guy. Adam Hills my guy. Um, and, and I, I think he wrote a great column.
4: I'm not going to make allegations. What I'm going to do is speak off experience from decades ago with governing boards. Those who don't need money, Justin. Those who sit on boards um, that that have positions of power. What you're doing is you're pointing out. So what you're saying is not you, but in general, huh? The board supported you. The RJ's not. These guys don't need the money, but they're on there. Marnell, obviously part of Marnell Carrera, the, the I mean the huge company uh, corporation. Um, is there a small implication here that maybe i don't know pockets were lined i know other boards when they push things through the city council the Kibbet county commission there's donations there's political coffers uh i don't know
3: all right i don't i've never had any sort of indication that that has has made its way in sort of the athletic commission um or you know what? I, I think I think Nevada does a really good job. At, and and typically, when uh, government bodies and, and governing or auditing bodies of government look at the state of Nevada, they they do not see a lot of corruption in comparison to other states. We're not we're typically not ranked up in the top of that. But here's the reality: it's it, it's it's I think less. Uh, vindictive than that. I I, I think it happens so much more subtly. The Athletic Commission deals with the same parties over and over and over and over again. Just like the County Commission deals with the same developers over and over and over and over again. And what ends up happening is you get this comfort level with dealing with those same bodies that you develop a rapport and a trust and you know I'll trust first maybe verify later sort of approach to all these people. And, and so I, I don't think it's, it, it, it cynically happens where they are corrupted. It's just the, the nature of these bodies over time when they're dealing with the same groups over and over again. It's natural, it's human. It's, it's, it, it happens. Um, and it happens in, in every government body. And, and what is the fix? The fix is you know, shorter terms, more turnover, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's pockets being lined financially
4: so is Dana White to the Nevada State Athletic Commission the way that car dealerships Howard Hughes Corporation is to County Commission, yeah, and I'm using them as an example because those are the ones that come before the board. Before Summerlin was built, right, they were always coming before the board for zoning issues, land issues, car dealerships. That centen- I remember when that Centennial Auto Plaza, the uh, up there, the auto mall up there. I remember when that was deserted. How many times you had to go before the board and the city council? In a sense, that's what you're saying.
3: Yeah, I'm just saying that uh, you know familiarity can um, breed a uh, uh, lack of oversight. Uh, and, and, and lack of investigation. Um, and that's all I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not making any, any other assertions beyond that, and, and and I'll just say, and it's natural. It, it, it's going to happen no matter how much you try to prevent it from happening. Um, and the reality is, is if there wasn't Dana White and there wasn't some boxing, or there wasn't Howard Hughes, you know, a lot of these commissions wouldn't have a lot to do. You know, these are their main the, the main reason why the commissions exist are, are these kinds of events or these kinds of processes. So that's all I'm saying. I, I, I think I agree with Adam's article. Uh, I understand why Klubeck said what he said. And, um, you know, that I'll leave it at that.
2: Justin Watkins with us, Battle Injury Lawyer 766-1400 is a number. Offices in Henderson and Arenos, we have uh, the folks up north listening. In this hour, and also here in Vegas, 766-1400. We got about two minutes here, and then we'll uh, we'll finish up with a couple more topics in just a few. Um, saw a write-up by uh, Mount um, Blanket. I'm like, go- oh, Clay Travis's website. Uh, just pointing out that Charles Barkley. had said something about the Alabama Brandon Miller case. We've covered this before about the uh, Bama player bringing a gun to a scene gun was used to uh, allegedly murder someone Charles Barkley said Brandon Miller is lucky Alabama's behind the times because in 49 other states Miller probably would have been charged with a crime um, I don't trust Chuck's legal chops what do you think of that statement I think he's probably
3: over for 49 I was <laughs> oh, that right okay I, I, I just don't think he I don't think he had anything there based on what is actually known and not what is necessarily being initially reported. If if Barkley's relying on the statements that were initially presented in the first media reports, then then maybe, but but based on the facts that we know now, I don't believe that he would be charged in any of the states in the, in the country.
2: All right. I want to get to Vegas Golden Knights here in uh, less than six minutes, but I wanted to run something by you. Uh, Deal of the day, one of the sports items of the day, Justin, about two and a half hours ago came down that the Bears moved out of the one hole. Panthers have moved up from the nine slot. The Bears wind up getting two ones, two twos, and a starting wide receiver in D.J. Moore. Panthers move all the way from nine to, we think, get the quarterback they want. Should the Raiders have done this? Or is the counter, hey, the Raiders need so much help at so many positions that even getting their quarterback of the future isn't worth giving up lots of other players and picks?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. No? Uh, I, no, I don't think so. I mean, like you said, they've they got to build a whole system around uh, a quarterback, and, and if all you ever do is trade up to get your first-round quarterback every time and you get rid of your picks, you just really quickly become you know, the Browns of the of the 2000s or or the jets of the last 30 years you know just (laughs) just give it away all your picks (laughs) so i i I wouldn't have i think there's i think there's enough quarterbacks in this draft that there's some high ceiling guys that if you want a quarterback in the first round that that you have a chance at one
2: well we can determine the answer to this in about three years if bryce young or C.J. Stroud, or maybe they surprise everyone and go with Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. If one of those guys in four years is a superstar quarterback and the Raiders still don't have a guy and they're still going bridge and piecing it together, then they missed out. But there's a lot of organizations that need quarterbacks of the future, and they just got beat to the punch. By the way, we should also mention, good spot by uh, P1 listener Sean, that remember why the Texans are in the two-hole and the Bears were number one, because Levy Smith, upon being told, hey... Here's here's the deal, you're not going to be around. Lovey's like, all right, going for the win. Going for the win in the final game, and it left the Bears just ahead of the Texans. So now the Texans accomplished everything they wanted to, but they sit in the two slot, and they may not get the guy they want. That's a hell of a story. That's some revenge by Lovey. Coming up, more VGK talk, Justin's reaction to uh, what happened yesterday in Florida. Hell of a victory, lots of brawling, lots of brawling against the Lightning.
1: ESPN Las Vegas legal analyst Justin Watkins joins Cofield and Company to break down the biggest legal stories in the world of sports. Rolling
2: on on this Friday, we are all over town on the uh, west side of town, Battleborne Broadcast Center. Justin Watkins, Willie's over at Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. I'm getting ready for more basketball live here at the Thomas & Mack Mountain West Conference Tournament. Great, great final four with utah state and boise state those fan bases do not like each other the uh, arrogance of san diego state which boy oh boy yesterday they came real close to losing and then the cinderella story i mean who's not rooting for tim miles in san jose state to steal a bid here that would be freaking awesome if they could make a run to the finals all right guys real quick because we got like four minutes left here with justin justin what do you think Another win over Tampa, and uh, I mentioned lots of brawling. There wasn't really a lot of brawling. There were lots of ejections, but what a win.
3: Well, gosh, it could have been what a loss. Um, you know, the only negative I, I see there is, you know, at the end of the games when they're six on five, they, they, their penalty kill has been great, but the six on five has not been awesome. Um, there is, like, no, no blood in the water for them to try to hit the empty net. They, they don't make any attempts at that. They ice the puck several times. They take late penalties. They, each of the last three times that they've blown the lead at the end is based on a penalty. So a six on four happens and a goal comes in. Um, but Tampa's been struggling. They they came out with the two points. That's what you need to do. I'd like to see a little bit more grittiness to their game where they don't get pushed around so much. Um, you know, I know they, they sort of stood up for themselves, but I'd like to see them take it to the other team a little bit first.
4: Did you like the pickup of Jonathan Quick?
3: I don't, well I didn't think we were going to have another injury, and he become the starter for at least some short period of time. Um, I I didn't love it from a um, he plays a lot standpoint, but from a veteran presence, get these young kids who are goalies and none of them have really any playoff experience, I thought he'd be good to have around. Um, but if he's on the playoff roster, then I, I don't know. We, we're either in trouble with injuries or uh, maybe he's gotten hot. But from my perspective, Aiden Hill's played awesome. It should be uh, Thompson's net when he comes back, and it should be him and Hill.
2: Hey, Willie, to close, can you bring up this uh, another story now with a pride jersey with the NHL team?
4: Yeah, so this is uh, becoming a hot topic. Um Around the NHL, the New York Rangers in late January, they opted against wearing pride-themed warm-up jerseys. Less than two weeks later, the Islanders did the same due to a supposed organizational stance. Minnesota, um, they chose to go about the process. In addition to wearing the jerseys, the club had reportedly planned to auction them off, but then they scrapped the idea. This is becoming a theme, Justin, around the NHL where... They're leaving it up to the players, and the players are deciding, and then clubhouse wide or locker room wide, you know, across, they they opt to just not wearing the pride jerseys. Um, And obviously there's a specific community that is not too happy with this.
3: I don't mind giving the players a choice so long as you're universal across the board with that, and that's like military night, law enforcement night, firefighter night. Um, I mean – you're probably not going to find any objections to those from, those, from the players, and it would make you know, a lot of headlines if they do, a lot like this. But as long as the NHL takes a stance that any sort of night of recognition, the players have the choice whether or not to participate, um, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, for, you got to allow people to have their freedoms and to express their ideas, and uh, you can't compel them to express ideas that they dis- disagree
2: with. Justin, great spot. Appreciate the uh, strong opinion on the commission and uh, power slap and the paper and its role in the community and also (laughs) Adam Hill, uh, not always by name, but (laughs) being repeatedly called a scumbag and weak, and we know Adam is uh, neither one of those. So thanks for the time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, boys. There he is, Justin Watkins. Call him or Matt Hoffman. Battleborn Injury Lawyers with questions, any issues. These guys are the best in town. And the towns are Reno and Henderson and Las Vegas. Call from anywhere in the state 766 1400.
1: It's Colefield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
2: TM, Vegas Madness. We got uh, four arenas today filled with college basketball fans. This one will be. Pretty jammed, uh, but tickets are still available. Ticketmaster.com. This one is the Thomas & Mack Mountain West Conference Tournament, a Final Four of uh, San Jose State and San Diego State early, 6.30, and then 9 o'clock, Utah State and Boise State. I'm telling you, this crowd is going to be really amped up. We'll get into more of the preview as uh, John Von Tobel, who's covering the tournament for ESPN Las Vegas, will join us also for Visa, and He'll be with us uh, in the latter half of the 5 o'clock hour. Willie? I'll be out there. Oh, I, I, didn't I, may- know which, I didn't know which event you were covering tonight. I thought you might be going to the Pac-12.
4: No, 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 but I need to debunk a rumor. Yeah, what's up? Spoke with Stubu. Oh, no. And I requested a specific spot, and he, he's, he said, well, we can accommodate, but Steve Cofield has requested that his seat not be next to you. So I was just curious if that's true.
2: Uh, that is that is very true. I've been very demanding since <laughs> I came out here. I only want to sit next to certain people. Um,
4: because this is the tournament. If you don't
2: remember, I'll believe me, this dude, is the this is the ahead. tournament
4: where years ago, yep, I was working for the Mountain West doing all their game recaps. You walked by, yep. stopped, looked over your right shoulder shook your head at me and then kept going and the shaking of the head wasn't like in approval like nodding like hey what's up it was in disgust
2: it is it is the beginning of spring for me um (laughs) because what happens every year Mm -hmm. is i come out to the mountain west conference tournament we generally have some extra involvement with the mountain west like we broadcast live or maybe i'm one of the like i'll fill in at halftime or something right so we have a little connection with the mountain west we're the hometown school And I come out here and I never have an assigned seat. And generally, uh, I don't want to punch down, but I'll see a couple of jabronis where I'm like, okay, I don't even know how that person is here. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not rooting against people, but I just would like a seat. And, yeah, every year I walk up and down and I look to see if I have a seat and I don't. And that year, which is like, what, like 13 years ago, I'm walking around and I'm like, I don't have a seat again. And I I looked up and I I looked at you and I was like, who is this dirtbag with a seat? Center court. And you were center court. Yeah. You are also not a finagle. You just you go where you want to go. Well, uh, you I know, th- it's it's just the way it's just the way it works. You're you're a very important person. You're very you're you're a power broker. Willie Ramirez, Cofield. Mike Palm is with us. Power broker downtown. Mike is up to talk a little March Madness as we get ready for uh, all the craziness of uh, next week once the brackets come out. Mike, how are you?
1: Good, guys. Nice to talk to you, Stephen. Well, it's pretty crazy at the Circus Sportsbook right now. I mean, we're sold out the center section, all the booths. Henry Kleiners, awesome crowd today. And tomorrow, Stadium Swim, they got all their uh, real estate sold out. GA still available. But it's uh, a little madness before March Madness kicks off next Thursday.
2: So what goes on next week, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, especially Thursday and Friday and through the weekend? What do you guys have? I'd assume you have multiple spots where you're offering people to go out and bet and really have a good time.
1: Yeah, you know, in addition to, obviously, the the sportsbook at Circa and Stadium Swim being really popular venues, um, we do have free watch parties, both at the D and the ballroom, Detroit ballroom on the 12th floor. Uh, we expect four to 500 people per day, especially Thursday, Friday at the D and then in the galaxy ballroom on the third floor, circa, uh, they already have, I think something like 280 people with table reservation. Um, you can go on the Circa Las Vegas website. If you want to reserve a table, any of the four days they're expecting between 800 and a thousand people Thursday, Friday, and then five to 600 range Saturday and Tails off a little on Sunday, so yeah, you have you know, there's the paid seats in the book and uh, at Stadium Swim, uh, or there's the free party in the ballroom.
4: Sports, so Mike, every year, right? This is the this is a big four-day period, but this year, we got regional finals coming. Are you expecting a bigger second week of the tournament this particular year because there's going to be an influx of traffic coming to? the event or just coming to town because the event's here
1: you know willie i looked at the room rates; they're almost as high on the second weekend for sweet 16 in the regional finals with the west region being here as they are uh, next wednesday thursday friday it's pretty amazing you know we're sort of extending march band it's a week in both directions this year this conference tournament weekend keeps getting bigger and bigger and now uh sweet 16 bigger and bigger we're actually made the decision to have the ballroom at circa open uh, on Thursday and uh, Saturday afternoon for the for the regional semis and the regional final here uh, on those days. I mean, we've never done that before. It's always just been the first four days of the tournament, but we expect demand uh, on the second weekend to be at an all time high.
2: Mike Palm with us from Circa. Normally, uh, Super Bowl handle versus uh, Week One March Madness handle. What, what's how close is it? I know it's you know it's not the same, but how close is it?
1: In terms of the overall weekend, in terms of a gaming weekend, yeah. March Madness beats Super Bowl. Uh, if, you, if you throw but if you throw in all the futures and all yeah. the bets, um, Super Bowl as an event uh, outdoes it. But overall, when you look at the table drop and, and slots and your hotel revenue and your, it's just a stronger period. And and the NFL is so strong. So if you want to rank a March Madness opening weekend number one, Super Bowl number two. Wild Card Weekend is now the third biggest gaming weekend of the year. Now that it's great, they have the six games with the wraparound on Monday. And you know the fourth biggest weekend now is the opening weekend of the NFL. So three of the top four, but March Madness still got the number one spot.
2: Now for you guys, we want to beat you guys, but for your side, for the book side, you you must win more money with... The beginning of March Madness and the Super Bowl—it's it, become tough for the Vegas books to cash in big time. The handle this year statewide was—I'm not handled, but the win this year, what was the? Wasn't the rate like three and a half, four percent? You know, for us,
1: and it's not nothing to brag about. Yeah, but yeah. you know, we've been open for four Super Bowls. We've lost three out of four. We lost oh again God. this year. Of course, there was there was that three million dollar ticket, that three hundred thousand dollar ticket on the Chiefs that ten to one that in August had cashed. So that that made up for a large part of our loss week. We got off about two-thirds of that by writing a lot of Philadelphia tickets uh, for the game itself. Uh, The Super Bowl's tough. Props are tough. The public does well on props generally. You know, that's not anything great. March Madness is really good. You know, even this conference tournament, you're getting two-way action on all these games. I mean, I always say yesterday, you know Mitch Moss says today's the best betting day of the year. I think yesterday, just because there were more games earlier and more at the time, uh, was the best day, but th- this is an incredible event. I mean, th- this weekend now, you get 16 games next Thursday, 16 games Friday, 8 Saturday, 8 Sunday. I mean, you're looking at 50 games here throughout Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. So, but it's great. You get a lot of total action. I think I looked at the numbers yesterday. Over 40% of the college basketball action was wagered on totals. It's just awesome. Circa,
2: Mike Palm is with us. Great place to uh, check out March Madness next week. They had a bunch of free parties at the D and at Circa. Also, the uh, paid shindigs. Look into it, Mike. Where do they go again? What's the best website?
1: CircaLasVegas.com. If you're looking, uh, you can either reserve uh, a spot in either in the ballroom at the D or Circa on that website, or uh, look to purchase the seat at Stadium Swim or in the or in the book. Now, the book is sold out. Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday, still availability. Stadium Swim has availability all four days.
2: Now, we know Derek Stevens has a, a, a college team in Michigan. Do you have a team?
1: You know, as strange as it is growing up in Iowa, I, I was a huge uh, idol of Dean Smith, and so I always pulled for North Carolina. I graduated Uh-oh. from Notre Dame but never had the affinity for their basketball program. So uh, I've always been a North Carolina fan. They're not getting in. Come on, no. let's be serious. I don't even know how they're the next four out. I, I, where's their roadway of inequality? So it's uh, disappointing after the run last year, but I, you know, When they opened up the preseason favorites for the national championship, you knew it would be a wide-open year.
2: So I like to place a couple of lottery ticket-type plays for the national title and then root for those teams to get to the Sweet 16 and try to hedge back. First of all, what do you think of that philosophy? Is that a waste of time, or do I I bet it, and then only if they make the Elite Eight, is that the time to bet?
1: No, I I agree with you. I mean, every future ticket I make is just to get in a position to monetize it and make money. People say, oh, don't hedge, go with your field. Forget that. If I told you every bet you made the rest of your life you'd profit twenty dollars on it, you'd sign up for it right away. (laughs) Uh, If these tickets are north of thirty to one, you absolutely make money if they make it to the second weekend. Now, if you're shorter shots at eight or ten to one, you probably got to wait till they get to the elite eight. I got a couple of those. Yeah, do. I'm hoping for the Big East. I mean, I got Creighton at forty to one. I got Marquette at forty to one. I was a little late to the party on UConn. I got them at twenty to one. I could have got them at sixty to one. Um, you, you know what's strange? I've been talking to bookmakers this week. Miami of Florida is in the top three liabilities at Circa. I just yep. talked to Vinnie Maiulo at South Point, Tom Gable at the Borgata in, in Atlantic City. They, it's their number one liability. It's pretty amazing how some sharp guys got down on Miami of Florida at 200 to 1 before the season started.
2: Hmm. Well, I was going to say I'm sharp, but yeah, they're 40-1 to one now. But actually, the funny thing yeah. is the three teams I want to play, hoping for a run for different reasons, mm-hmm. a lot of it's because of coaching, Creighton is yep. one of them at 40, uh, Miami yep. is one of them at 40, and then Iowa uh-huh. State, I think Otzelberger is a really good coach, and he just had a weird thing with probably a addition by subtraction, dumping Caleb Grill off his team. They're 60-1, to one, so I'm going to roll with those teams. I, you know the other thing, I'm, I watch a lot of Big Ten basketball. And I'm a little worried about the Big Ten teams. They're going to get in nine, maybe ten teams. And I worry about their grind-out style. Like, defense is great, but if they meet up against teams that can shoot the three a little bit, I think some of the Big Ten teams are going to have a
1: tough time in the NCAAs. I'm way down on the Big Ten this year. I think the Big East is better than the Big Ten. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, Purdue just had a real bad history. I mean, they haven't made a Final Four since 1980. Think of all those Gene Cady teams and Painter. You know we've talked about his struggles. I don't know. I don't. If you didn't get one Big Ten team to the Elite Eight, I wouldn't be shocked. Iowa State's going to be real interesting here. Uh, they got to play tight with Kansas. If they can get on a top four line, I think they get to play. I think they'll put them in Des Moines, uh, which would be a huge advantage for them. Hell, they almost have the home crowd advantage over Kansas in the, in, in the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. That's just a three-hour drive for me.
2: From a, uh, a Vegas standpoint, who do we want here? For the West Regional, like what, what schools in the West would we want that would draw good crowds, that would bet, that would spend money?
1: Oh, Arizona is by far number one. Arizona turns out four times any other school in the Pac-12 for the Pac-12 tournament. Give Arizona a two-seed in the West. Um, it might not happen because if, if UCLA is on the one line, do they keep them here? Then they wouldn't have Arizona here. If UCLA doesn't make the one line, do they give them a two somewhere? I don't know. But Arizona is really good for us. They travel really well. Um, the Midwest schools do too, but who's going to be here? I mean, from the Big Ten, Wisconsin and Michigan are great for our properties, but yeah. I guess we got to hope that they're going to make the NIT Final Four, which will be yeah. at the Orleans. That's right. That's right,
2: <laughs> Mike. One more time, tell people uh, where they can go to uh, grab some of the reserve seats yeah. and then all the free parties. Uh, pop yeah. it one more time.
1: Go to CircaLasVegas.com dot com. You go to the page, uh, Stadium Swim, or to the sportsbook page. Um, you can re- You can purchase, put a deposit down on the paid seats at either of those venues, or you can put a reservation in for the three parties, either at the Galaxy Ballroom at Circa or the Detroit Ballroom at the D.
2: One last thing. Do we know, is Derek going to bet every game on the board, or is he going to back off know. a little bit this year? What's he going to do?
1: He, learned. he, he did that was a great promo for Houston yeah. when he did that in the first yeah. year, but he, you know, he lost 109000 which is actually not that bad a result. But uh, he'll be sweating even more money with all the bets that we're going to take. I was going to say,
2: he he does bet every game on
1: the board now because he's taking the bets. He sure does, whether he wants a side or not. There you go. All right, Mike, thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Willie.
2: There he is, Mike Palm, down at Circa. Yeah, things change when you're the guy taking the bets, huh? Probably not as much fun.
4: No, well, I mean, well, if you're if you're booking them, uh, you're, well, you're pro- the, you, you have you have the edge.
2: Yeah, well, I was going to say, but there are there are ups and downs. The uh, there are ups and downs. The advantage for uh, Derek and Mike is that um, there's no one above them breathing down their necks because that's really the that's the tough part about being a, a person who runs sports books. You know, corporate types, management types are like, "Why'd you lose today? Like, we're going to lose sometime. It's going to happen. It's an up and down market." All right, coming back, 5 o'clock hour, Mountain West Conference Tournament, semifinals, uh, right around the corner, about 90 minutes away.